I'm John Carter in Moscow, in Havana, Cuba. Now in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. I'm John Carter in Petra, right here in communist China, reporting from India. Hi, I'm John Carter in the Solomon Islands. I'm John Carter in Soweto, from El Salvador. I'm John Carter in Sydney, Australia. John Carter will help you today in discovering God's will. Welcome back. This is a continuation of the first part. We're talking today about discovering the will of God in your own life. And in the last segment, we were talking about watching for the providences of God, that God opens doors, God closes doors. And I was telling the folks about some amazing things that happen in Russia, amazing things that happen in, in Ukraine, but amazing things also happen here in the United States of America. We'd been hiring for more than 10 years a building in, in Glendale and paying a lot of money. And we couldn't buy anything because every, every bean we got, every dollar we got, we put it into evangelism in Russia and Ukraine. So we had no money left for ourselves. But we were having problems. We needed a place to worship. So I got a realtor and he told me to come over to Pasadena. He said, I've got a great place for you to see in Pasadena. I went there, all expectant. And he said, oh, oops. He said, I forgot the key. Can you come back tomorrow? I said, most unlikely. He said, well, maybe... Would you be interested in going over to Arcadia? He said, I know it's another 10 miles. I said, reluctantly, he said, you may like it. So I went over there and we had no money. at I'm telling you, folks, you talk about not having money for God's way. We didn't have it a dime. And this place was going to cost a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And he said, I'll need this deposit. Have you got it? I said, but I have it very soon. I'm serious. We'll have it very soon. Then he said, you'll have to raise so many millions. Can you do it? I said, by God's grace, we will. And we got this building, this magnificent building that became the headquarters for the Carter Report for many, many years. And we kept it for a long time until God told us in his providence, we had to move on. That was hard for us, it tore our hearts out. But we moved on and we sold this property. And then we didn't know where to try to get another property, but my son David and I got in his car and we drove around Los Angeles and we came out to Moore Park, came out here. When we came to this building, we, came, we found out it was for sale. When we came through the front door, a lady came out and she said, don't come in here, this is a terrible place. You don't want to get this place, it's terrible. <laughs> this place was owned by the bank. The property had gone bankrupt. And then the, the people from the bank came, talked to me, and the guy said, what do you do? I told him what we did by the grace of God. He said, my brother's a pastor. He said, these other people are offering $100,000 more than you are prepared to offer, but we're going to accept your offer because the bank believes that you ought to have it. You see? So, folks, I believe in the providence of God. I, I have this saying, watch for the prov uh, providences and God honors faith. 
So we've gone through two of the ways you can discover the will of God, and you need to see this in the first part of the program. Now here we come to number three. God reveals his will through the counsel, wait for this, of wise friends. You know the story of Moses and his father-in-law? Moses was just working so hard. He didn't have a moment hardly to himself, hardly had enough time to sleep because people were coming to him all the time. And then the father-in-law gave him some good advice. You read this in Exodus chapter 18 and verse 14, 19 and 21. So when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did for the people, he said, what is this thing that you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit and all the people stand before you from the morning till the evening? He said, uh, what on earth, why are you doing this for? He said, it, it's just too much for you to do. And then you've got verses 19 and 21. Listen now to my voice. I will give you counsel and God will be with you. Stand before God for the people so that you may bring uh, the difficulties to God. So he said to him, you've got to get a bunch of other people to help you. Moreover, you shall select from all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of ten. Was this counsel good counsel? And where did it come from? It came from the father-in-law of Moses. But I'm here to tell you something today. God spoke through that old man. God reveals his will through the counsel of wise friends. Now listen to this. You need to seek out a person, a wise man or a wise woman who knows God. The book of Proverbs talks about avoiding the counsel of fools. And the world today, I'm afraid to say, is full of people who are not wise. Find people who have spiritual discernment. Not like Job's friends. Uh, they were bad counselors. The world and the church are full of, of people who are bad counselors. But you've got to find somebody who was like Moses' father-in-law. Uh, when Beverly and I were going to buy a house in the Southland in Southern California, we met a man by the name of Pastor Lloyd Wyman. And I found that he was a wise man. He said, come out here to where I live in Thousand Oaks. He said, you know, there are lots of airplane captains who buy their houses here. I said, why? He said, it's the only place around here that doesn't have smog. He said, as they fly over Thousand Oaks, it's, it's, the air is clean. As they go further south, it gets bad, bad, bad. And so we listened to him. We bought a house in Thousand Oaks because we listen to the counsel of a wise friend. I say, seek wise counselors, not those who will tell you what you want to hear. Did you get this? Have you seen the, uh, the series on television called Pawn Stars? I'm probably saying it wrong. I told all my friends, hey, I got a great program that I watch on television. It's called Pawn Stars. Because Australians, when they say P A. W-N, they say, porn. They said, goodness me, you're doing what? 
Pawn. P A W N. I was watching Rick on Porn Stars the other day. This is, this is a really good story. A man comes along and he's got Abraham Lincoln's chair. Uh, Rick says to him, How do you know it's Abraham Lincoln's chair? He says, Well, I'm sure it is. Oh, you sure it is? Yeah. So they get a picture of Abraham Lincoln's chair and they compare it with this chair, or one like it, and they say, well, it's different. You know what the man says? He says, now, you won't believe this. He says, we all believe what we want to believe. And he said, I happen to believe this is Abraham Lincoln's chair. Well, Rick said, I'm just not going to buy it because Rick is a smart guy. A lot of people say, I believe it because I want to believe it. Most folks, my friend, listen to me. Most, can I say this? Most Democrats believe what they want to believe. Most Republicans believe what they want to believe. Most independents believe what they want to believe, which is the highest form of dumbness among the sons and the daughters of men. <laughs> Am I telling you the truth? Yeah? Listen to me. Seek counselors who will tell you the truth. Now, that's sometimes mighty hard. You see? Seek counselors who will tell you the truth. Not people who are going to, as the Bible says, scratch your itching ears. There still are people who are wise, but they're few and far between. Here's another way you can find the will of God. Point number four, seek God's glory, not your own. I want you to turn to Matthew 6, 31 to 33, and Jesus is talking here. Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all of these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. Please look at this text. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. The Bible says, seek the glory of God. Now, the Jesuits. <laughs> They had one good thing. They had a good motto for the greater glory of God. Go beyond. Listen to this, my fellow ministers. Shun mediocrity. Shun mediocrity and conformity. The sins of the small-minded. Go beyond. Do more. Climb the highest mountain. Reach for the stars. Years ago, it was my privilege to get to know Colonel James Irwin, the pilot for Apollo 15. He walked on the moon. I walked with him around Nameless Valley Ranch down in Texas. One night he said to us, would you like to see some pictures? Like a home picture show. Yeah. Well, here I'm getting off the lunar module. I'm walking around the moon, you know. This man, because of his going beyond, uh, developed a relationship with God. He said, 
there's got to be a personal God. He founded an organization called High Flight Foundation. I say to every person, go beyond, aim higher, think bigger, shun the terrible sin of mediocrity, of small-mindedness. And remember this, the path of conformity is always, the path of conformity always leads to mediocrity. And there are some organizations that turn out little baby robots, mediocre, yes, man, yes, yes, my finger up, yes, yes. That is terrible cowardice and so much against God. So go higher. In 1991, we received a call to go to Russia. Pastor Bob Spangler called me from Washington, D.C. He said, we want you to go to Moscow, run an evangelistic campaign and see if it works. We asked God to reveal his will, did Beverly and I. God opened doors. It was part of his gospel plan. It was in harmony with scripture. People say, should we go into all the world and preach the gospel? Why don't you read the scriptures? You don't need to pray about this. A church board should not pray about, shall we go into all the world and preach the scriptures? That's blasphemy to pray about that. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. What's wrong with you? Oh, we don't know what. Well, why don't you start believing? So we took God at his word and we saw the glory of God. We saw the largest baptism uh, in the Volga River in the history of Russia. It was so amazing that Russian television, national television, sent a television crew and they made a movie out of the Carter Report in Russia and they showed it around the ex-Soviet Union and they put the most wonderful music to it. People say, no, those things don't happen. No, they may not happen to you because you don't believe. But if you believe and if you go higher, you will see the glory of God. And let me tell you something. When you seek the glory of God, you're going to have lots and lots of problems. And we have seen the problems. Now we come to another method, we could call it. Another way of discovering the will of God for your life. Number five. You can tie this up with my first talk. This is the second part of discovering the will of God for your life. Here's point number five. So get both and watch it. When you're seeking to do God's will, you need to ask this question. Is this the work or the calling that God has given to me to do? Has God actually called me to do this work? Look at Mark 13, 34. Mark 13. It's like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. So God has given to each man his work. Now what on earth does that mean? Well, each person has a special work to do. And you can do something far better than I can do. And each person has been given a work to do that nobody else can do quite as well. 
I don't need to pray that God will show me if I should become a doctor. It's not my work. Or a rocket scientist. Or a farmer, etc., etc. One needs to look inside his heart and see what God has given him or given her to do. Then let it grow for his glory. And don't be put down by authority figures who are are afraid of success. A young man came to see his pastor. He said, I'm praying that God will show me whether I should be a minister. The pastor said, do you like public speaking? No, he said, I hate it. Do you like talking to people? No. Do you like people? Not really. Do you like studying? No. The pastor said, it sounds like you've been called to be a monk. Uh, You haven't been called because... God hasn't given you this work. Now point number six, discovering the will of God for your life. Now my, my friends, let these things get into your minds. Let them sink down into the molecules of your mind. Point number six, God reveals his will through the deep movings of the spirit. This is listed last because it is the most perverted. Romans 8, 26 to 28. Romans 8, 26 to 28. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. Why? Because we're weak. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. We can't even work out what we ought to pray. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God, according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good. A better translation is that God works in all things for the good of those who love him, who are the called according to his purpose. And so God leads through the deep movings of the Spirit. Now, listen carefully to this. We need to be careful and not mistake the voice of the Spirit for what I want to do. Have you heard this? God told me. Why are you going to do this? Oh, God told me. Oh, I've heard this a thousand times. God told me to get married. Oh, okay. So why are you getting a divorce now? Hmm? God told me. God told me to leave my job and start up a new business. God, re- I've had people say this to me. I had a multi-millionaire come to me and say, should I take my money and invest it in this scheme? He said, I believe you're a man of God. Tell me what you think. Give me your counsel. Got him to tell me what it was. I said, I don't think you should do it. You're going to lose your f- maybe your home, everything. But he said, God has told me to. I said, well, why on earth are you asking me? Come on, why are you asking me? So you made up your mind? Yes. So God, is, you, you sure? Yes. So he went ahead and did what he wanted to do and lost everything, got turned out of his house. And don't say, oh, God, why did you do it? We must not confuse what we want to do with the voice of the Spirit. When I was a young minister, I was sent to a place in the outback of Australia on the outer Baku where the churches are few and men of religion are scanty. 
That's a poem. <laughs> On a path seldom crossed, say by folks that are lost, one McGuinness McGee had a shanty, but that's a big poem. <laughs> so I was sent to a place by the name of Broken Hill and I was working with Pastor Tottenhofer, a great evangelist. We were preaching the great truths of the Bible and I was visiting a family and the lady said, we made up our minds not to follow this. I said, why? She said, a little bird came down, fluttered down and sat on my windowsill. And the little bird was a sign from God not to keep his commandments. And why wasn't, why is it not a sign to keep? No, God has spoken to me. For many people, this is a total, total delusion. But God does give deep convictions as we yield to his spirit. He does. So the misuse should not cancel out what? The use. In Russia and Ukraine, as in most places I have gone, we have had great opposition from all sorts of places. People love to play politics and it doesn't pay to be too successful. <laughs> because some people will get as crazy as a hornet if you're too successful. But we were going to Russia. And I said, I'm going to invite my old friend Danny Sheldon who has stood beside us when nobody else would support evangelism. But one person said, no, don't do that. But I had a conviction down deep in my belly. And Danny came, he supported the campaign and today we have the largest Protestant building in the whole of Russia because somebody could dream big dreams. The greatest hindrance to the work of God, the greatest hindrance, pious people who are full of religious platitudes who are standing in the way of God. So think about that. Are you one of those people? Then we went to Kiev and the opposition intensified. These were the people who couldn't get inside the meetings. No, no, no. A hundred thousand people outside who couldn't get in. People said, it can't be done. That is the cry of the man who has never seen the face of God. That is the cry of the bureaucrat, but not the cry of the prophet. Something amazing happened. There was a man there who was the prelate of the great state church, the most powerful religious man in Ukraine. He said this, John Carter will preach here only over my dead body. And that's exactly what happened. Don't laugh about it. It's not funny. The terrible death of a man who's opposing the work of God is not a laughing matter. He's buried on the sidewalk because the government said you can't bury him inside the church, the man who said, John Carter will preach here only over my dead body. I would be afraid to hinder or oppose the work of God. I've seen too many die. I'm not joking. I would be afraid to do it. I would say this to you, 
We must have deep convictions because if you don't have deep convictions, you're not going to do anything. You're going to be a failure with God. 3,530 souls baptized in the first baptism in the Nipo River. Why? Because God is great and God honors faith. And the problem with most of us and most Christians and most people in churches is that they think so small. They're great on religious talk, but no action. It's not the person who talks. It's the person who does. Now, a summary. Discovering God's will. Write it down. Number one, according to his word and his commandments, God never says, you don't have to pray about whether you'll commit adultery or not. God says, no, you don't do that. You don't have to pray that you're going to have a job where you're going to steal and you're going to tell lies. Liars will not get to heaven. You hear this? People say, no, I've had people say to me in Los Angeles, everybody lies. What's wrong with you? Liars will not get to heaven. I don't care who they are. Number two, God opens and closes doors. Providence. Number three, He speaks through wise counsellors, but find a wise counsellor who will tell you the truth, not what your itching ears want to hear. Number four, for his glory, not ours. Number five, God appointed every man his work. What are you doing? And number six, the movings of the Spirit of God whereby when you're in harmony with all these other things, you say, I must go ahead, I can do none other. And when all are in harmony, you will be in God's will. And remember this, my dear friends, the will of God um, will never, never take you where the grace of God cannot keep you. Amen and amen. time. It takes only a minute to have eternal life. How can you get saved in a minute? It's simple. First, believe that Jesus was the Son of God. Second, accept his free gift of eternal life, and then you're saved. It's not hard. It doesn't take any time. You can be saved in a minute right now. Pray with me. Lord God, I realize that I am a sinner. My sin has separated me from you. I accept that your Son, Jesus Christ, died for me. I ask Jesus into my heart. If you prayed this prayer, you are saved. The next thing to do is tell someone. Fellowship with other followers of Jesus. Get baptized. Read your Bible and pray. Choices. We make them every day, all day. The most important choice you will make in your life is whether to choose eternal life or let it pass you by. If you'd like more information about your new life, call the number and visit our website. In this series, John Carter will provide the answers to life's most interesting questions. Seven great signs of the apocalypse. If the dead are unconscious, who are the beings that pretend to be the dead? Is there such a person as the devil? What is the essence of Antichrist? What is the root cause of this deadly malaise? 
America was founded by people who were opposed to the union of church and state. But if there's a God who loves us, then the future is bright with promise. For a gift of $100 US or 140 Australian, this 13 DVD series, Prophecy Speaks, will be yours. Call the number or visit our website. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.